Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast, Coming up on this episode, Enzo, here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. And I'm joined in a virtual room filled with some lions. I've got Ollie. I've got Chris. Uh, what what were your highlights? I'm no, no bullshit here. I'm going to go straight to it. What were your highlights from the weekend that was? Do you know what? We were just talking about it off, uh, uh, off recording. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, I was playing Mass Effect 2 over the weekend. And um, I'll tell you what, playing that game is, has been the highlight of my weekend because I, I don't game as much as I used to. And I haven't been sucked in by a video game like that, that game has done to me in a long time. So I'm I'm really enjoying playing it. It's got smooth. I know it's the combat was smoother and it's more like fast paced. So it's sort of, I can sort of see why it's, it's considered, I think it's probably arguably the, Best of the trilogy. Maybe? The first one's really clunky. Apparently, the third one's not very good. So I would imagine <laughs> the third so. one is very diversive. Diversive. Yeah. yeah, that word. Uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, I, to be honest with you, I will struggle this weekend to have a highlight. I I had <laughs> my girls on Saturday had an absolute heartbreaking loss. We had a cup game and we conceded. We lost two one, and we conceded with the last kick of the game from a free Ooh. kick that she put top corner. Oh, that's brutal. It was... It's, I don't think I'm over it still, and I don't think they are either. We've did just the had little, training, but... Did the little, like, nine-year-old girl run off and do the Rashford celebration? No, she barely celebrated as well, which oh, kind of Former club. It. Was it the former club? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a knee slide right in it front of a... all the parents. It was the oh. FIFA. It was the FIFA apology celebration. You know that was. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I, I would love. I, honestly, I think that would be so funny if she just went and like shushed the crowd of like that, tw- that, twenty parents. Fair, that would have been hilarious. Oh, wow. I, I'd have probably applauded that if that happened because that would be so funny. That kid's going places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. My, my highlight, I got my DNA test results back and found out that I'm 100% dog. No, no, it was it was a surprise. It was a surprise. I mean, it turns out uh, I'm genuinely 49.5% English and 50.5% Scandinavian. So that means I am indeed more Swedish, Danish and Norwegian than English. Uh, so what you're saying you... <laughs> is, is, is potentially one of your grandparents yeah, isn't, isn't, wasn't telling the truth. No, I mean... <laughs> and there's a Viking <laughs> in there somewhere. Look, I, I've never... Everyone knows I've never really supported England at any major tournaments. I've just never felt that connected. And guess I know why. I mean, I feel like I've got to support one of the three going forward now. So Denmark playing red. I love red. Happiest place on earth. Why not? Fuck you it. Got Holland yeah. for Norway though. Oh, uh, do you do you go out on a limb and go for Timu Puki for in Finland? Oh, I hadn't oh, thought nuts. about that. Does that is that counter Scandinavia? Oh yeah, definitely. I um, depends. I'm... Depends if you want to support a team, you might actually get to a tournament. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, See, we, no. We can Apparently, only say that against it, someone like Finland, not like someone like Iceland, because, of course, they knocked us out of the Euros, didn't they, years ago? According yeah. to Wikipedia, Finland isn't on the list. Well, okay. But, oh. but it kind of is, because the composition says Iceland, Finland, Faroe Islands. and Yeah, so anyway, uh, one thing we've got to do straight away, because we know what's happening. We've got to hit the news. The news. Oh, remember on Friday, listeners, when we closed with the line, there is always news when it comes to Chelsea. Well, I certainly do. And I am now needing to find the clip because spoiling it everything. Well, this happened. Now, with the clock ticking down to Tuesday's deadline, we have some news just into us. And Malo Gusto joins Chelsea on a deal until June 2030. So that was official. Malo Gusto announced. Uh, I didn't know much of him before. Obviously, we knew it was coming. Uh, did some research on YouTube. Really great. I, I'm really impressed. He's going to be an absolute world beater. Better than Cafu. But I'm sure he'll be really good. He's obviously joined for €35 million. Euros. He'll head back to Leon on loan till the end of the season. Signed a 52-year length deal. Turned out to be only a seven-year deal in the end. <laughs> uh, what, what are your thoughts on some good competition for Reese James? I like it. I, I, You know, it's it's good that we've finally got someone who's at the at the very least going to be able to deputise competently in that position because for the last couple of years we've had, you know, Asby whose legs have gone. As much as he's done for the club, his legs are gone. And then you've got Loftus-Cheek who's a midfielder and not really, doesn't seem to be all that well rated and he's been injured. And, you know, so it's nice to have someone around at the, who at the very least will be able to to deputise in, in a strong way for when, for when Reese isn't fit. Similarly, it gives us a little bit more tactical flexibility as well. It means, you know, you could potentially do Reese at right centre-back, potentially Reese in midfield, you know, and, and so he doesn't have to, you know, and the other thing is as well, is it means you can manage his game time a little bit better. So his injuries are actually going to become less likely. So, you know... Mm. It, it you know it's not I heard a lot about the the Malagusto kid you know seems one of the hottest prospects in Europe at fullback um, I'm very pleased we we went for him and we managed to get him for cheaper than um the the Spurs um almost did with Pedro Porro but that sort of fell through didn't it very Spurs well. <laughs> uh, you know I'm 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 dead pleased for this really am what do you think Chris yeah I'm I'm the same as Ali I think it's a good deal uh. It's definitely a position we needed covering, mainly like Ollie just said to manage James's game time more than anything. And I do think someone who can come in and do a good job, and someone who realistically, if he continues to improve the way he has over the past year or so, then he will give competition to Reese James. And I do think players need that. I, I think you've always got to keep them out of that comfort zone of knowing that they're definitely going to play. Like James almost certainly will always be the better player, but it's nice to have in the squad that if for any reason he goes off form for a couple of games or he has a bad game or he misses a couple through suspension or injury that he we don't have to just throw him straight back in. Mm. I, I do yeah, think we don't have to rush that. him back either. You know, like if yeah, there's like exactly. a, a competent option on the bench, or you know, like the competent only... option for someone else. You know, it's really yeah. nice to have that competition because James is the uh, arguably the best player at the club. Anyway, he's always going to yeah. start at least for now. Um, but if anything, signing the likes of Gusto really shows a lot of ambition from the club for one. But also, I think it could push James on to do even be even better and do even more. 
Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, right, we move to the latest on Moises Casado. Uh, as it stands, he didn't turn up for training on Saturday, and Brighton have told him to stay away until the window closes. Now, look, we've seen this story over and over again. Each transfer window, a player tries to force a move from a club. It is literally a storyline that has more sequels than the Halloween franchise. And what gets me is when it comes to a player demanding a move, people are so ambivalent. You know, they're so contradictory with this. One minute it's they've no regard or allegiance to a club. And then the next it's, oh, their careers are short. You can't blame them. I, you got to choose a side, <laughs> you know, which is it? Um, we did put a vote up on Twitter and we asked if you'd, you would force through a transfer and the result was 58.8 to 41.2 in favour of yes. Uh, how that would work in a regular day job, not sure. Any creative ideas there? Uh, you know, mm. it's it's not exactly if you if you told your boss you weren't turning up for work and you were, you know, and you, you put out something on social media saying you were leaving your <laughs> job. I think there'd be a few questions for sure. I mean, you know, in the, in the world of football, it's always almost all extra sort of sensationalized, isn't it? I think probably his new agents haven't gotten off to the best start by sort of leading him astray a little bit. I, I for one, um, actually don't think we, we're going to get him. I think he's actually probably going to stay. So here we go. We'll do a biscuit bet. Um, I uh, <laughs> have a biscuit. I, I will bet um, a wagon wheel oh. uh, that Moise Caicedo will go to Arsenal in the summer instead oh, of I'm... Chelsea, instead of staying at Brighton. You know what? I, I'm not going to disagree with that. So I don't feel like taking it up. I mean, look, for me, in my head, I can man- I can imagine myself in like a popular coffee chain, just refusing to misspell a customer's name when I write it down on the drink. So if your name's John, you damn well know I'm going to make sure I spell it right. No authentic misspelled name experience today. Um, yeah, it's it's I I feel he'll probably go to Arsenal in the summer. I, I think Brighton are adamant and with what? 24 hours left in the window it's no although um, um you know we've just seen like it's literally come in in the last half an hour um arsenal are looking at potentially Jorginho. oh yes we we're gonna we're gonna touch on that little fiery uh bit of news um one thing that is hot enough enzo fernandez remember him uh graham bailey tweeted that chelsea have agreed 150 million pounds record british record deal with benfica for enzo uh, they've agreed to pay more than his 105 million release clause. Wow, lot of money. So that Benfica will take payment installments. That's in euros, um, though, isn't it? 105 million euros. Yeah, or... I, don't I know, know it's 120 million. Is the yeah. euros is the release clause? Is it? So that's um, 105 million pounds. We're paying what 115. Yeah, I mean, we're told he did not train today. Now, same thing applies here. That does with Casado for me. I mean, I don't want to seem strike to force a move. I mean, if we can do a deal, which we seem to have, I mean, that's brilliant. I, I, I don't flip-flop with this. I mean, you can look at me and you see a Chuck Taylor all-star converse. Uh, what's, what's your vibe on this? Do you, do you feel it's going to happen? I, I, I Oh, no, you go, Chris. You go. I think, it, I think it will happen. I think it'll be a deadline day one. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, 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 I see over Twitter that everyone's really excited. But I'm not sure. I, I think this this reeks of one of those deals that we'll be talking about in a year, saying, what did we pay all that money for? What, what if he, he brings his World Cup medal with him? Now you see, that's important. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> people keep saying about that. Do you, know, you see that a lot on Twitter. He won a World Cup. He did. So did Hugo, so did Hugo Lloris. Would you sign him? 
but he did get young player of the tournament. Who Hugo Lloris? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Hugo Lloris got young player of the tournament. But I'm I'm pretty sure Mario Gotza got that at one point as well. So uh, he might have. I can't remember. Yeah. It's a long time so, ago. Although he he is a good player, but for someone who's made less than fifty appearances for Benfica to pay over a hundred million pound is a lot of money, and it's high risk. And I, I hope it's. New think, Chelsea high risk, not old Chelsea high risk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you on the risk, but I think uh, I'm, and I'm gonna disagree on you, and I'm gonna say actually, I think it's worth it because I don't think there is someone who has, at least not from from what I could personally find, I don't think there's someone who has the same level of defensive capability and passing range in a midfielder that Enzo has in all of Europe. His profile is very, very unique, and uh, and not to mention the market is also massively inflated. Partially, that's our fault this summer, um, and partially it's you know his price is inflated because he's won a World Cup. You know, it's great business for Benfica, but I actually do think it's going to be worth it because I think having a player like that who can almost in midfield can almost do it all is really going to take the team up a level. You know, like we, we've been crying out for a creative player for a really long time. And I'm not saying he's going to be the final piece of the puzzle because we said that with Lukaku as well and look how that ended. But I feel like he is a very good step in the right direction towards creating the team that we actually, like the world-class squad that we want to build. And I think you can't do that to a certain degree without putting your hand in your pocket. Yeah. Um. So... Some outgoing transfer news as we approach deadline day. Jorginho to Arsenal and Conor Gallagher to Everton. Thoughts on that? It's difficult because I I can't see both happening if we get Enzo because there's no reason you'd get in one midfielder and sell two. Um, I think if anything, the more likely... No one, one thought we'd sign like 12 players this window. That, so. uh, that, that is true. But we've also then, we've sent Cassidy out on loan as well. So we'd be really, mm. really light in midfield if we did. Um, I think I, I would almost be more willing to to say Jorginho to Arsenal than than Gallagher. Now, but there's there, there's pros and cons to each side here. So Gallagher is, you know, 45 million of, of essentially what would be pure profit. Um, on the books for FFP, which would be really helpful. Conversely, Jorginho, we thought, was going to leave for free um, in the summer. So, you know, getting something for him is better than getting nothing for him. Then again, do you strengthen a rival? Then again, does Gallagher actually want to go to a top six club or like a Newcastle or something like that, like I've seen as well? So there's lots of like pros and cons to, to each. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I do think that Jorginho's underrated in our squad. I do think Gallagher's also kind of underrated in our squad. Um, but if you're looking at who's probably got the potential to be a better squad player for the future, I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably say Gallagher, but I'm I'm not sure. Chris? Uh, it's tough. I would... If I, if I, I wouldn't let both go. So if I, if I was had to let one, I would probably reluctantly let Gallagher go simply because we haven't got another midfielder like Jorginho in our squad now Mm. who who does what he does Um, we have got other ones like Gallagher you'll get more money for Gallagher because let's face it with Jorginho's contract running out and him 
seemingly willing to go for free. What are we going to get from Arsenal? You might get 10 million if you're lucky. So it's not really going to be worth it uh, in terms of balancing books or anything. I mean, 10 million is better than letting him go for free, I guess, but you'd probably get 30 to 35 for Gallagher. And I, I don't know. I could know. definitely I, I, see I, I, both I, sides to it on this one. I really could. Yeah, I just, I just think. And the other thing now, as well is like. Do you want to sell Jorginho to a rival when they're in a title charge? Arteta will probably get a, a good the good out of him because of the football they play. Except, you know, they are quite a high pressing team. I don't know. There's 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 too many unknowns here to know whether it's a good or a bad piece of business for us. It's yeah, gonna I be think so I would, interesting. I would just rather keep Jorginho. I think we'll need Jorginho more between now and the end of the season than we'd need Gallagher. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Um, before we go to the main topic, biscuit bets. Anyone got any for bid deadline day? Other than obviously, Ollie's gone with Casado. Oh, I did have another one um, potentially, uh, but I, it was going to be about Enzo Fernandez. But that, and I, do you know what? That was I, I thought of it about three or four days ago, just when the interest was coming back again. But it looks quite likely now, so I might actually leave it. Yeah, then he might join like Sunderland on a season-long loan. <laughs> I'm not what, taking that one. No. What, what do you think, Chris? Not on that what, loan deal. I reckon. I reckon Loftus Cheek might leave. I I would. Yeah, oh, I can't. I can't disagree. So I can't take your point. But I, hmm. I think he might go to Newcastle. Oh, oh, oh! Do I take? Um, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to. I'm also going to take that bet, Chris. Uh, yeah. uh, you can take whoever of the two of us offers a, of us a better deal in biscuits. You oh, what are you offering? Of what are you offering? I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you three jammy dodgers. That's, good, that's a nice little. That's that's a nice big that is. Ollie's got him big there. The, like and it. the reason I because uh, I, I think it's not that likely, at least in in this in in the January transfer window, mainly because Loftus Cheek is on on a lot of money already, and I think he's pretty content to sit on the bench. To be honest, I think it's much more likely someone like Gallagher ends up at Newcastle in the end. Uh, I I I don't think Loftus Cheek will join Newcastle, so I feel like I'm gonna take him up on it. What are you betting gonna, though? I have no idea. Custard cream? I don't know. Just the one. Just one. Just the one. Wow. Just the one. I'll leave you have a deal. <laughs> all right. All right. Three jammy dodgers. Three jammy dodgers. That's a proper Todd Bowley deal there. Straight away, straight away, sorted, got it in. Brilliant. Um, Chelsea had the weekend off. So for that, we thank Manchester City. Top dudes for doing us a favour. Kindly deeds done for free, which meant we had time to take a look at our next top midfield talent. Uh, You heard me do a bloody great impression of his speech on Friday. So today (laughs) we are doing a a scout report on Andre Santos, who we signed from Vasco da Gama. Now, now this report has been pulled from friend of the show, CFC Central. Check that thread out if you get a chance really really in depth and has some great videos on it so how did it all start for him well andre's parents decided that at the age of four he would start playing futsal to help him drop some weight he began his career as a defender before switching to midfield and making his senior vasco da gama debut at the age of just 17 Uh, he played for vasco in the brazilian second tier where he served as the double pivot in a 4-2-3-1 he was reportedly sought after by Barcelona, Newcastle, Real Madrid and City. But Chelsea's new hiring team moved quickly to sign him. His style of play is a centre mid, defensive mid, who's exceptionally well-rounded. 
Um, well, he's notable for his ability to combine perseverance with a high level of intensity in his game, which he continuously applies in every phase, thanks to his outstanding engine. Uh, what have you seen from his highlights that gets you excited? I think, um, do you know what? There's a, It's a funny thing, really, considering the players we were talking about earlier. To me, from what I could see, he looks almost like a... a combination almost in the in the style in which he plays of Gallagher and Jorginho in that he's got he's like a really hard running very tenacious sort of DM who also has a decent passing range um you know and it's funny because like we said you know that's Jorginho's strength and Gallagher's strength but neither of the other have the other positive so it's interesting to see that he's got both at such a young age um I think I'd also say that he's probably still a bit green um, you know, like um, for being, you know, he's only in the like uh, he's under twenty years old, isn't he? He's eighteen, I think. Is that right? Um, yes. You know, so I think he's probably going to be a bit green. So I think he's probably probably quite eager to prove himself, uh, and that might contribute a little bit to a bit like Gallagher at the start of the season, being you know like rash challenges and things like that. Um, so I don't know. Like I, 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 everything I saw looked reasonably. Um, positive, but I would also say that he's he's a very young player. He's probably going to need a bit of time. But the other thing I really like about him more than anything is actually his mentality. Um, mm. You know, like especially you could see in that speech that he gave um, that Mikey did an excellent rendering of. The, the awesome, amazing. Um, and will I say you have contributed a fuck ton, Mikey? So, um, oh, I love it. who doesn't love that phrase that we discovered? <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with his mentality, actually, and the way that he conducts himself and the fact that he seems to be a leader. Um, you know, I think um, I think he, I don't know, maybe he he sympathizes a lot with, and sees himself a lot in a similar way to um, to Tiago Silva in that way. You know, mm. sort of like a, a very professional um, leader. You know, obviously, I'm making the, the parallels because they are both Brazilian. I know they're not the same position, but. I don't know. Seems like a seems like a solid signing, and I for for ten million, it it it's almost risk free. Chris, I mean, I agree with Ollie on the last point definitely for that sort of money to get someone who's that highly thought of. Really, was a really underrated deal. I think when you when when you see some of the money being thrown around now for players to get a a player with that with the sort of ceiling he's got for that deal for that amount of money was a really good deal. He reminds me a bit of Ramirez, sort of a midfielder who has a little bit of everything. Because Ramirez, I think, when we signed him, that was much better than my comparison. (laughs) (laughs) People thought Ramirez was just a defensive midfielder, but then he became like so much more than that. He, He. he had the dribbling ability, he could drive forward, he popped up with goals. He only scored bangers think, as well. Ramirez only yeah. scored bangers. Yeah, he did. To be fair, he was an incredibly underrated player, Ramirez. Um, That's the other thing I we think, didn't mention, yeah, is, is Santos does have a, a decent goal threat as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's been he's been scoring at the under-20s tournament that he's at. I think he's got like three and three. I think he got there at the start, so... Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. I, I I think he'll be a good signing, but I do agree with what Ollie just said about he is still young and very raw. And I've seen a lot of call on social media for just give him the end of the season and give him a lot of game time. But I think we are. We were definitely trying to find an avenue to get a work permit put for him. I just, so. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he needs a loan. Like I feel like he could even yeah. go to somewhere like the Portuguese league or something. 
you know, I, I saw in the in the scout report that actually playing in the Brazilian league is not dissimilar in terms of physicality um, because you get a lot of older guys in there as well, um, you know, to the Premier League. So obviously the, the Premier is a step up again, but it's not mm. like he's been playing exclusively with other kids. You know, he's been playing yeah. with like at, yeah. at the adult level. So Which is better. But I, I personally would like to... I don't know. I personally, I think I, I would, I would be more patient with him than that, and I would like to see a loan first. But you know, if you, if you're good enough, you're good enough. We'll see. I mean, one thing that oddly stands out is that he often took goal kicks for Vasco, and now, now upon the deep dive that CFC Central did, they wrote that it was to invite opposition pressure before then shifting it into space, and it provoked the opponent by. He just provoked them by taking small touches, going, on, come on, come on. And if he's obviously not pressed, then he'll just carry it out himself. Uh, do you think this could change our goalkeeping situation in terms of who we sign or if we stick by Eduard Mendy? Because he's not one who's too keen to play out from the back. It's a, it's a silly question, but... Nah, I don't think you'd do... I don't think you'd get away with that sort of stuff in the Premier League. Like, we see it... You see it a lot in the Premier League when teams try to be clever like that. Even the best teams like Man City have tried it before where they do. I mean, Man City do successfully do it a lot where they sucker teams in and mm. to, to, to play in behind them, but they do give it away as well at times. Uh, and Liverpool have done it a lot as well. I don't think that's a... Uh, that would be a game to play in the Premier League. Uh, and I'm let's face on it, that one. It, Seems like an unnecessary risk. It, yeah, he'd only have to get it wrong once. And, and then everyone's on his back and he'll never... Yeah, yeah uh, so, no one yeah. would forgive him. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, his determination and leadership is certainly something I, I want to touch on. I, I, I do love a character in the locker room. I mean, everyone knows that some of my favourite... And NFL players. Oh, um, he got it in. <laughs> I did. Are not one per episode. Are not because they will say we're the best of the best on the field, but their personality pushed the team around them to do more, to be more. And Santos is incredibly strong and a resilient person. Uh, CFC Central brought up one incident where recently Andre was knocked out cold as he used his head to prevent a powerful cross against Argentina in the under-20 copper. And he had to be carried off twice, but he persisted, scored, didn't leave the field until Brazil took a 2-0 lead. Now, from my point, let's be clear here, he should not have played on because of that head injury. You know, I'm, I'm always one who will always be vocal about concussions and the need to treat any head injury with the utmost level of seriousness. But we've seen... We've seen his leadership and determination shine in other avenues on the pitch during that tournament as well. And obviously the speech he delivered before the game against Argentina is one of the biggest, of course, biggest qualities to, to back that determination and leadership up. Uh, weaknesses that I read in the, that thread were his over-aggression due to his tendency to respond impulsively. I mean, he occasionally finds himself dribbled past or unable to recover and against obviously the I think that's players. just being young isn't it like, I'd the... say so yeah I mean you know there's always going to be a quicker or say a more intelligent experienced player especially in the Premier League and you just you have to be a bit wiser yeah you've got the you know. likes of like if you had someone like De Bruyne running at you like it's probably going to happen like yeah he's he's obviously he's only 18 you know there's many positive signs we we will have a true talent on our hands and it just it's experience you get better Usually when you play more and you get a feel to the league and, you know, your teammates, et cetera, you know. Uh, what do you feel is the best step next in his career? I know we've sort of 
briefly touched on alone. I, I would almost like to. I don't know. Maybe it would be nice to see him take part in the the academy for a little while. Like I would like to see if he could play a strong leadership role in the academy. Even though mm. like he'd only be he wouldn't be in that for very long. Like you know for the under twenty threes or whatever. If he became like the captain or something would be absolutely you know it, it would be a good testament to his leadership skills and i like the fact that we we seem to be going for players now that seem to have a lot in terms of mentality you know like they're really focused on trying to be the best they can be and you know a good example of that is um new signing uh michaelo mudrick um you know stuff coming out um showing him you know practicing extra um shooting drills and stuff after training and you know you just think at the moment, is there anyone before we had this rebuild that we're doing now? Is there anyone in the squad who would actually do that? Who no. would actually go beyond <laughs> and do do that that much extra? I'm not sure there is. And if you remember rightly, you know the the kind of player, the last player I remember, and I might be wrong on this, so do let me know on the Discord, on Twitter, or whatever. The last player who I remember, who actually went out to do extra training after training consistently was Frank Lampard. Yeah, and it's I an interesting and it's an interesting right. parallel to make, you know, to see his determination, you know, and uh, it seems we've got a lot of we're, we're going for players now who have that kind of strong mentality, who you know, like mm. who aren't going to be washed off, you know, easily, and and I think that probably says a lot about the current squad as well in terms of you know what happens when we go one nil down and our heads drop and everything. Well, I think that's mm. a lot less likely with a lot of the new signings we're making. Chris, final words on Andre before we move to the hot take. Uh, I would say next move. I, I I think it's probably going to be too late now for a loan move. So I'm sort of with Ollie. I think maybe under 23s, see how he does. And you always have the option of putting him onto the bench for first team games if he starts doing well or you think he deserves to potentially get some minutes. And I'd integrate him relatively slowly to the to the first team because I. I do think at his age, coming from another country as well, to throw him straight in at the deep end would be asking a lot of him, especially in a team that that isn't playing brilliantly. You know, if we're top mm-hmm. of the league, then it's a bit easier. But to come in to a team who is struggling, and no matter what the fans say, I've seen a lot of fans saying that we might as well do it because this season's a write-off. They can all say that, but if we go on and lose three games in a row while he's playing, they'll all be calling for him to be dropped again. So... <laughs> It's one of them, and it, I, yeah. I, fans never really mean that. So I would say keep him in the youth team, um, maybe give him some first team minutes towards the end of the season, um, depending on what's what's happening then. But mm. I do like the idea, the thing now that we are signing characters, people oh, who, yeah. who who have the ability to become leaders. And to be fair, to to be like that, and to cope with the pressure of being the the captain of Brazil at any age level is commendable because mm. that I means that under 18s, like under 17s, it, it doesn't Brazil, really matter like, in Brazil. The pressure yeah. that Brazil put on their youngsters as well, like that, yeah. that kind of, what that actually means is, you know, like the, you know, obviously the Brazilians are football mad and for a good reason, they're very good at it. But, um, you know, it means just anyone who's in, in that place, you know, is the captain at any level, like you say, Chris, is going to have a lot of pressure because, you know, it's a big job. Mm, Yeah, exactly. This is the Monday episode and that means it is time for the Monday hot take. And hey, I know you know the drill, listeners. We judge, rate and opinion 
Is it as hot as a Carolina Reaper pepper or just a complete load of trash? I mean, this take is spicy. So we're getting the getting the hot, hot sound drop on again. Uh, it's so high. It's on the Scoville scale that I'm sweating already. Uh, the FPL tactician tweeted, is Enzo Fernandez better than Billy Gilmore? Could have just coached the young Scott for a couple of years and put the 100 million aside for a rainy day or given it to charity. Not the Chelsea way, though. I don't know if it was tongue in cheek because I read it and just thought there is no way this feels legit. I just didn't feel it was legit. But I, I did see the rest of that guy's tweets. He is not a Chelsea fan. Let's put it that way. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's partly it. But I think it's also I, I thought it was an interesting question to sort of bring up on um on the hot take because. My God, that is a hot take for a Chelsea fans, isn't it? It's hot. Uh, what, what do you think, Chris? You know what? I mean, to be honest, it sounds ridiculous because I know Enzo's won a World Cup now. But, I mean, we won't know, will we? If for uh, at least, what, a year, maybe two? Because he could quite, I mean, let's face it, he could quite easily come to Chelsea and be terrible. We all know that. We've seen that movie before, or he could come and be the player that we all think he is, and then that that hot that take seems like the most ridiculous thing. That seems like a talk sport comment. <laughs> uh, but remember when Gilmore first came into the team under Lampard, he mm-hmm. looked ridiculously good. Is it four man of the matches back to back or something like that yes. in his first four games. In yeah, different so. I understand you look at his career now and how it's gone and obviously that sounds ridiculous but when Gilmore first came onto the scene he definitely had potential higher than he's hit and with Enzo it it's still potential isn't it really we're all looking at we're all thinking he could he's good now but he could be so much better that's what I'm saying we won't really know for 12 to 12 months to two years and whether he realises that potential, because he could be one of those players where he's peaked now and he just mm. doesn't get any better. A Possible. bit like Gilmore did. And Gilmore Hudson peaked, Adoy. really. I, yeah. Oh, Hudson Adoy's prime example. He come onto the yeah. scene and everyone thought, oh, he, he'll be world class. Here's the next hasn't. big thing. And then injury and stuff, you know, and it's then not, it just didn't work out for him. For him. Yeah. Because I, I, it just seemed like an interesting thing to bring up because. I've always been a fan of Gilmore. Even he, and I, I, I thought of selling him to nine for nine million to to Brighton. I know we had other deals with them going on. It was to grease the wheels, whatever. But he's not even really playing for them now. And I just no. wonder if you know. I I just wonder if if potentially maybe he's got like a work ethic issue or something like that. Seems like a really good kid, and he had a lot of promise. Um, yeah. I'm what you know, and but for me, there there's there's no comparison between. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you exactly. would ask me before the World Cup, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And after the yeah. World Cup, there is no comparison. No, I, I, I agree, I agree. Oh! Yeah, oh yeah. Don't get too excited. It's Enzo Fernandez, but it's not quite what you think. Jacob oh. Steinberg <laughs> has just tweeted that Chelsea are aiming to obviously smash the record and sign him and may make a late move as well for Moises' Casado tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I what is going on? What is going on? Right. Don't take Bowley's credit card away. Wow. You, know, you know what I was thinking with this, right? Because this seems insane. And You're joking. I, I, I... No. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, just wrecking I, the market, we are. I think 
what this is. I think it's two things. I think one, it's Bowley getting carried away with his first January transfer window. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and two, I think it's the fact that I don't think we'll do hardly any business in the summer. I think uh, we are doing it all like, now. Picking up like picking up like literally like 16 17 year old wonder kids yeah. for a few million yeah. I don't maybe think... a goalie but other than that i don't can you see us Im- doing anything can you else. imagine if we do this if we get both of them can you imagine the thumb muscles the meltdown. on the rival fans after that their you thumbs would be like biceps they're that huge from honestly the everyone's everyone's gonna have to you know go to their doctors and get some blood pressure medication because wow. there's gonna be a lot of sodium going around <laughs> What I think this is, though, is I actually think it's quite smart when you think when you really think about it, I think it's quite smart. We're doing deals now while we're still in the Champions League. So these players looking at it and thinking, well, they are a Champions League club, despite the fact that next year we probably won't be. No one can be that stupid. There's no way. No one's gone. Oh, Chelsea I think can be I, in the Champions League you know next what? year. I but think we're thinking, just trying to we... take it. I think we're still trying to take advantage of this loophole before it gets closed in. in oh, yeah, summer. of course. And, oh, yeah, and we're, just, a... we're just going to. Like mess around, we're, we're going to mess with FFP a fuck ton, and then just firm firm the fines. Basically, that's yeah. what I think it's going to be. But it's going to be a cost of doing business. From a player's point of view, though, you've got to think they are probably thinking we could still win the Champions League, so then be in it next year. <laughs> we probably we're not going to get in there through the league, but we could win it. I mean, you say that, yes. but you know, you got if you, we've got an entire, almost an entirely new squad for the second half of the season. <laughs> a little bit, you and... know. Second half of the season, you know, charge for top, top six, top four. Maybe it's not off, out of the cards. And no. you know what it is? If we we've made all these signings in January, in a season where I don't, I don't think we fully wrote it off, but we're not overly expecting to achieve anything overly special between now and end of the season I think if most people would say top six now is probably the best we could do but you are essentially giving this new squad a six month pre-season oh that's a good take a real pre-season yeah and then when we get to the start of next season they would have already had a half a season playing together so it won't be a new squad for the start of next season. Mm. Yeah, it's a very interesting point, actually. I didn't really think of it that way. Then again, we might just be completely off the mark and Bowley's actually going to buy 11 more players in the summer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we've got to beat that Nottingham Forest record. We really have to. We re- uh, it, it, do you know what? It does look like Bowley's seen that and gone, we can do better than that. Yeah, we can do that. We we could do 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, with that, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, treat yourself well. We'll be back on Friday, even though we play on Friday. Uh, we'll be covering the deadline day and apparently our signing of Enzo Fernandez and the sale of Jorginho and buying Moises Casado and the other 10 players we signed. So, till then, that will be us signing You've off. been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.